Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here with the owner of Tennessee School of Beauty, Adam Brown. So I asked Adam to be back on the podcast because we've talked about this topic so much together, but I think it's a conversation that we both need to share. So this is about hard work and competition in the workplace. So this isn't even specific to salons. This is just a little bit of a business episode. So thanks for coming back. No, this is great. I hope I hope I can give some valuable information on this. So you've had a lot of employees over the years. So what are the qualities that you look for in an employee when you're hiring um, that show hard work ethic? All right. Well, first of all, don't make it sound like I've had a big turnover. <laughs> we one thing I pride myself on is we we don't have a big turnover. But yeah, in, in you know ninety years, you tend to to have a lot of employees. Um, you know, somebody told me once when you hire somebody the first week they're there, you get their very best. So I remember we had somebody once. I think it was her first day of work and she came in like 15 minutes late and you know I'm thinking I, I remember somebody telling me that and I'm thinking all right if she's 15 minutes late on day one and this is her very best you're in trouble so you know it might be easier to to tell you what I what shows that they're not good as opposed to what is good but um you know I think for me Bobby it's just I'm I'm real big on if I hand somebody something know when it gets done. Uh, unfortunately, a, a million things go through my mind, and I don't even remember what I've asked them to do, but I know there are certain employees like you that I can say, hey, will you take care of this? Again, I don't even remember what I asked, and two hours later you come back and say, hey, here's this thing you wanted. So personally, that's that's big for me, and, and I think a lot of employees probably do that. They figure out who they can count on, and unfortunately, I guess those people keep getting more and more and more things. So, you know, you might have a staff of 25 people, but yet there's three people that you give 90% of the work to. And, you know, I I try to make sure I compensate those people for that because I do know that I'm asking them to do more than I'm asking other people. But, you know, so I guess, I guess a, a long answer to a short question is that just getting things done. Yeah, I think that's actually, you brought up a really good point about giving people more. And sometimes, you know, everybody wants that extra responsibility and like can take it as a compliment in the beginning. How do you handle when someone's like, I'm completely overwhelmed, like I've gotten all this stuff. I think you're saying take it as a compliment um, that the owner or your boss or whatever is giving, you know, this extra stuff. So I think that that's important. I think that, you know, getting that extra things and being trusted like obviously means something so that's important that maybe it's not like a negative that you're the one that has a ton of stuff on your plate so i think that that's a really important point um when that happens i mean i know you said that you try to like compensate so when i mean money's a hard thing to talk about obviously i don't want to get into like specifics like with your business but just in business in general um money is a sensitive subject so i want to talk to you kind of about how you feel um you know compensation is given raises bonuses like those kinds of things um you kind of do something where you do look at who's attending classes who's you know doing extra work who's working really hard like you're looking for those 
qualities in someone to to compensate them. So what are the things that you look for or what stands out to you that you would be like, they're killing it right now and I'm going to throw them a little bow? Well, I think, again, knowing, you know, knowing who's getting things done. Um, I can tell you personally on on boards that I've served on in my businesses, when somebody asks for more money, it's it's not going to go well with me. I, I remember, I'll never forget this, and I had an employee one time, very, very, very valuable employee, and she said to me, this was, I probably hadn't been in the business two years, and she said to me, you know, I need whatever it was, $100 more a week, or I'm going to, you know, have to leave. I gave her the $100 a week, and then, you know, I don't know what it was, two months later, three months later, six months later, she came back with the same story, and I said, never again would I, would I do that. So, again, I can just tell you personally, you will get a whole lot more money from me if you don't ask for it than if you do, and, and you know, as working together, when when employees start counting the minutes, they're going to come out on the short side in my businesses. I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, my employees that get here early and stay late and all that, you know, if they say, hey, I've got to be off for this or that, 90% of the time I'm going to go ahead and pay them anyhow. It's the ones that, hey, I stayed 15 minutes late the other day, you know, I should get paid for that yet they're the very ones who, oh, I've got a doctor appointment, I'm going to be in 20 minutes late you know, that day. So I think to, to anybody listening to this, I would probably say, and I've told my son this, if you don't chase the dollars, you'll, you, the dollars will follow you, you'll find them. But it's the ones that are trying to keep score and, well, I did this for my boss and you know he didn't compensate me. I think you're going to end up missing out in that situation. Yeah, and I think that a point too is that to not compare yourself to other people that are working with you. So other people that are doing the same job, I think that um, in the salon, um, in our world, I think in like business in general, I think that it's easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing. So if you're focusing on what the stylist is doing next to you, what they're getting paid, what they're making, when they're getting, I think that that just builds a trap. I think that if that's what you're focusing on and you're only watching what other people are doing, because I've seen this happen, when everyone starts focusing on this person's doing this, they're doing this, or coming, whatever, then you lose track of your goals and you lose track of your focus. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're not so focused on everyone else and so focused on what everyone else is doing. Um, I know sometimes employees will come to you and say, hey, this is happening or whatever. Like, how do you handle that when people want to question other employees? Uh, again, that goes back to it's probably not going to sit well. And, you know, I'm not as direct as saying, well, you need to worry about yourself. But, you know, you just take kind of a mental note of that. Um, again, you're, you are a perfect example of when you started working with us, I mean, you, you were one of the last ones to leave. You never asked for extra pay when you did things. And then more opportunities came your way. Besides raises, you know, when we opened up a makeup school, I asked you to be a partner in it. Um, I didn't need your money necessarily to open that school, but I wanted to recognize the work you've done and knew you'd be a great partner. So I think part of it is you've got to have an employer that's fair. You know, I always say, and I, I hope past and 
present employees would say I've done this, but you know, I'm a big believer in if if I do well, you're going to do well. Um, so, but you know, I was in a partnership with somebody, and I remember he had had a very very valuable employee, and when we were opening up this business, I said, "Hey, why don't we give so and so ten percent of the business because the." He's going to be doing a lot of the stuff we don't want to do, and this person would have no part of that. Um, long story short, I, it, the partnership did not end well because we didn't we didn't see eye to eye on how to treat employees. So, you know, on one hand, I'm saying, you know, don't ask for more money. You just do your job. The employer will recognize it. But on the other hand, maybe you're, you know working somewhere where the employer isn't going to recognize that. And then in those situations, it it might be time to move on. Yeah, and I think, too, it all depends on how the situations are handled. So how, you know, employees will ask for things or how they'll show that maybe they are wanting more. It all is how you handle those situations. So I know one of the things that you're really big on is excuses. And, well, against excuses, I guess. Not big <laughs> on <you>. excuses. <laughs> Not big on excuses. So um, talk a little bit about that and what that means. So when you do have employees that are late or need off or, um, I mean, this goes for students as well. What advice can you give to somebody that, you know, is is piling up those excuses right now. It's just really, you, you've got to get it done. It doesn't, you know, excuses aren't going to help you at all. And honestly, especially in a beauty school, you know, if a teacher's coming in 10 minutes late, it really doesn't matter why she's late if there's students sitting in a classroom waiting to be taught. So I don't know. I mean, excuses just, they don't fly with me. I mean, you you might as well, it doesn't matter to me if you say, you know, well, I was late because I had a flat tire. If you said I was late because, you know, I stayed up late watching, you know, whatever TV show last night. Um, you know, and I do. And, and again, I think that's where if you're a good employee, you know, if you happen to come in late, I'm not going to think anything about it because, number one, I'm sure there's a legitimate reason. Number two, you're the type that's probably going to stay late to make up for that. And, you know, you're never late. On the other hand, there's some that are late more often and you just, you get tired of hearing the excuses. So I think, and I think employers know that. Maybe one thing that I would tell people is employers or business owners are probably a lot smarter than you think and they probably know a whole lot more about what's going on than what people think. You know, even if you sneak in the back door Employers probably know, oh, this one's, you know, she's trying to get away with this or that. And it's just, you might get away with it for a little while, but it's it's going to catch up to you. Yeah, I think it's just a bad habit to get into. Um, you know, if you're in a position where, you know, you are having um, trouble, like, getting there on time or whatever, like you said, your bosses know about it, whether they say something or not. And you're, it's only going to hurt you when it comes time for promotions, for when you have that conversation of I'm trying to level up or whatever the next step is for you. Um, those things are going to come into play, and it's just going to be harder for you. So I think that it's important as students to build that into what you're doing now. I mean, we've talked about this before, but you know, that whole, um, and we talked about this on the Michael Cole podcast of like, oh, well, it'll be different when I go to work. Mm -hmm. It's not, you've got to start building those good habits. And I do think that there are certain people that you have it or you don't. I think people care about being late or you don't care at all about being late. Um, And so I think that those things all like come into play and they come into play when, you know, you're talking about making money and the same people that are complaining about what they make, 
most of the time are the ones that aren't giving their all. They're not 100% committed and they're not, you know, going to get the benefits that come along with being a hard worker. So, sure. And I've said, I've said numerous times, you know, and again, I keep using you because I think the world of you, but, you know, you would be successful if you were a real estate agent, if you were an admissions director, if you were a soccer player. Um, I think there's, and there are students like this, you and I could go out to the school right now and pick 20 students that they're going to be successful whatever they do in life. And I think there's 20 other students that aren't going to be successful no matter what they do in life. So, you know, there, there's a reason why successful people are successful. And yeah. it's it's not because they can do hair better than other people. It's because they know how to make that client feel. They're always on time. You know, we at our school, we allow them to be late 10 times. And... You know, on that 11th time, that student's one minute late. And they're like, oh, I can't believe I'm being penalized for being one minute late. You know, it's, and I, we always say, you're not being penalized for coming in one minute late today. It's because it's the 11th time you came in one minute late. And, you know, your clients, they'll tolerate you being a couple minutes late once or twice. But if it becomes a routine thing, they're not going to go to you. They're going to go to someone else. So again, that probably just goes back to the excuses. I mean, I'm, you know, you just got to be accountable. Yeah. Is that your pet peeve? Is that your like most annoying thing an employee can do to you? Is is the excuses? Or yeah, what I don't, is your I don't, like thing that? What's your well, button of? Probably my number one thing is when they start, you know, start counting pennies or wanting to keep score. And you know, I've done that. I can't tell you how many times I've done that with an employee. I said, okay, if you want to. If, if you want to start getting paid for, for being staying overworked 10 minutes, we can do that. But, and you know this, I'm, I'm a big believer in giving bonuses, um, more so than raises even. I think, I think it's fun when you get it. I think people appreciate it. I think you feel good about yourself. You know, if I give you a $25 a week raise, that's great, but a month and a half from now, that's just what you're used to making. Yeah. Whereas if I say to you, oh, Bobby, you've done a great job this week. Here's a $200 bonus. You know, I think, I think it excites you and it's kind of fun money. Um, yeah. You know, if you, again, if you get a $25 a week raise that it's probably going to your utility bill or something like that. But if you get a, you know, a bonus, you might say, hey, I'm going to go shopping with it. And so I just, I think my pet peeve would be people that are, you know, try again, trying to question whether they're being paid fairly. And again, I can't speak for every employer, but but I can tell you with me, you're going to get a whole lot more money if you don't ask for it. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, we have employees at the makeup school that I love getting to give bonuses. Like, it's my favorite thing when I get to be like, hey, this is just a little extra something for you because I think it shows that you appreciate them. And like you said, it's unexpected. So the first time that we gave... Um, one of our makeup instructors, a bonus. I said exactly what you said to me when you gave me my first bonus. You were like, don't put this for bills, like go do something fun with mm-hmm. it. And just getting to do that and her being able to, um, you know, she's a mom and so we want to like give everything back, you know, that we can to our kids. But it's really nice when you get to just have that unbudgeted money sure. just for yourself. So I think it goes a long way. I mean, people are different. And like I said, money's such like a weird, like taboo topic. And it's hard to talk to employers about sometimes or it's hard to talk to employees about. Um, but I think that it's important to just be like open and honest and know that that hard work pays off. Now, 
you brought up a point too, that's if you're working for somebody that appreciates it. You definitely can right. be in situations where you can be taken advantage of, sure. um, but having a boss that appreciates you, I mean, I think you'll know pretty soon on in the business that you're working for, how that's gonna go. Sure. I think that you can find out pretty quickly and definitely make sure you're talking to people um, before you accept positions. Make sure that you're getting um, references, especially at salons about you know how that's gonna work and just make sure that there's like a clear path of how you're gonna move up because I think that just having those goals are so important. Well, and yeah, I mean, and you should know about their employer. You know, obviously if we're talking about a company with 2,000 employees, you're not gonna know the boss, but if it's a typical salon, you're going to get to know that person. Um, You know, and I think going back to what you asked a minute ago, the employer, or at least I, just want to thank you. Um, You know, you don't have to go crazy, but, you know, we give Christmas bonuses. And I'll never forget one year I gave one. The employee never said anything, nothing. And so the next year... I gave her less, and she said something about, oh, how come I didn't get what I got last year? I said, oh, I didn't think it mattered to you because you never said anything. So, you know, you you need to thank the employer um, as well because they don't, you know, they don't have to do that. But, you know, if you're, I, I think also if you do have an employer that's not very generous with money, I think you need to show them how you're making going to make him or her more money. Mm-hmm. You know, if some, if somebody wants more money from me, don't just say, oh, I've been here a year, I should get a raise or, you know, this or that. But if you said, hey, I've got an idea that's going to increase, increase our salon revenue by $4,000, well, you know, then, then an employer might say, hey, if you can do that, then I'm going to give you X amount. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're ever in a position where you want to talk about a raise, you need to show how you're bringing in more money, you know, than what they're currently getting. That's so important too. And I was just thinking when you were saying that about attitude. So how much of attitude, you know, goes along with, you know, just employee happiness or you being happy with an employee? How much of that is attitude coming in every day? with a smile on their face and not being drama. Like, is that something that you take into consideration or something that you, like, appreciate? Uh, sure, sure. I mean, because I I don't know if you appreciate the great attitude as much as you hate the bad attitude. Um, That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, yes, I love my people with great attitudes, but I can't stand the ones that have bad attitudes and it's poor me and this and that. Um you know, nobody just nobody wants that. Life's too short. You know, you're you you work to live. You don't live to work. And so, you know, if you're that miserable, you don't need to be there because you're gonna ruin it for everybody. I think. Yeah, and I think it's for us too. It's so different. And this being, I mean, I've worked at places that have more employees, and I've worked at places that have less. But we're all so close that we all interact so much. Like our offices are close. Sure. Um, we're seeing all of the staff every single day. Um, there's nobody that we miss. Like we talk to everyone every day, so we know 
what those attitudes are like. And for us, I think it's different because we are also considering that they're instructors. And so we're like, okay, you have to be happy because the students need to be, we require that of them. Um, but in a normal workplace, I guess, if you're listening to this and not in our environment, I think it's still important to be positive. Even if you're working on your own or you have one other person that you're working with, I think that positive attitude really goes a long way. And I think employers see that it, for me, I think almost more than anything, like time for me is important and attitude. I think that that's everything. Well, and I think, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. You need to find what's important to you. You know, we just hired someone, um, one of our graduates that was employed at another beauty school, frankly, and she was so miserable there that she, she approached us, wanted to work with us and took about a 30% pay cut to come work with us. Mm-hmm. And so, which was a very, very, very nice compliment because I think she had talked to enough of our employees and they told them maybe, you know, Adam's fair with us or he's good to us or whatever word you want to use. But for someone to go somewhere where you're making whatever it was, $5,000 a year or less, but you're going to be happy, you know, money money's not everything. Yeah, no, and that's really important too. Making sure that you weigh <laughs> that you weigh your um, your options as far as like making sure that you're excited. I mean, I talk about this all the time in the podcast about how passionate I am, and I think it's so clear when people come in that I genuinely love what I'm doing, and I think that's important. Not everyone gets to have that. I don't. I actually think very few people that I know at least do get to have that. So I think it's important to find what you love and make sure that you know, you're doing that, but then giving it your all is so important. There's no point of having this job where you're just showing up, you're clocking in, you're clocking out. I right. mean, that just seems miserable. That seems like you're going to be miserable if that's what you're doing. So you, you are, but if you're that way, it, again, you're probably going to be miserable wherever you go to. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a truck driver or a, or what have you. I, I remember, you know, you're talking about going the extra mile or having a great attitude. I, I'd heard a story once. I thought it was so cool. I don't even think I've told you. There was a firm that was, uh, I guess, hiring for, I don't even know what position they were hiring for. And, you know, they were interviewing, I guess it was seven or eight people. You know, they all come in. And so this company had laid a broom down in the middle of the floor, just like it fell over. And it was like on the way to the interview office and whoever picked up the broom, that was who got the job. You know, they didn't, they didn't say anything to him, but it'd just be like if there was a, you know, the equivalent of a, you know, I don't know, a Coke cup laying in the middle of the floor and you stop and pick it up and throw it in the trash can. That's who they ended up hiring. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that because somebody that's willing to do something that's not quote, that's not my job that's who you want. And that was that that person ended up getting the job because they, you know, picked the broom up, set it back in the corner, and that's who they hired. I really love that. I yeah, really I want to start doing that. <laughs> I know <laughs> you start would. like leaving some out like a trail of things to see who yeah. who actually stops and, and picks up. That's actually a really an awesome idea. Like well, I really love that they did that. And it reminded me because uh, my wife's got a friend who's a counselor and she was talking to me about she wants to come into the school and talk to students about you know going the extra mile, doing this and that. She said, for instance, if there's trash, you know, on the sidewalk when you're coming in, you know, who picks that up? And I said, I do. And she said, 
you know, what do you mean you do? I said, well, you know, I'm the owner of the school. I said, I pick it up. She said, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you make the students pick it up? And I was like, well, that, you know, there probably are some that would grab it and throw it away, but Mm -hmm. it just reminded me of that broom story. Yeah. I think it's really gross that you pick up trash sometimes. Sometimes I I really hate the trash that you picked up because it's (laughs) disgusting. Um, So just to wrap this up, I want to give a few tips, um, and then we're going to play Would You Rather. But my tips for students or anyone that's going into a job, um, I think there are some things that you can do. Or even if you're working right now and you're, you know, down or you're just needing something to pick you up, um, I think it's really important to, um, number one, make sure that you're not watching what everyone else is doing. Just work hard. Focus on what you're doing. And I think that that will keep you more positive. Um, I think it all comes around. I think that you're rewarded for the hard work that you're doing and it will find you. Like I think success will come to you if you're, you know, working hard. Um, number two is to set goals and remember them, revisit them and stay focused. So I, um, am a big believer in like a mantra or having like something that you do every day to um, make sure that you're staying positive. And so just having a little post-it note of, of staying focused, a quote that you like, um, something like that and have somebody at your workplace that holds you accountable, somebody that you can um, share your goals with and um, talk about them so that they're holding you accountable for that. Um, you said this, and as soon as you said this, I like smiled because it's not, like one of the things on my list is to be appreciative for the things that you do get. So yeah. when you do get raises, when you get bonuses, make sure that you're appreciative, that you're saying thank you because that goes such a long way. Sure. Um, and I think that if your boss has taken the time to notice that you're working hard, like the least that you can do is say thank you for that. Um, We talked about this already too, but be positive to those around you. Make sure that you're being a leader. Set the example. If there's something that another employee um, or one of your coworkers is doing that annoys you, um, do the opposite. Make sure that you're doing what you expect them to do. If it's coming in early or if it's, you know, making sure that you're positive all the time, then that's, you just have to be that example for them. Um, And then this one's really important um, in the workplace. Be happy for others when they succeed, when they get bonuses, when they get raises. I think that I always try to like congratulate um, instructors when they get like good reviews. I think that that means something to the other employees, and I think it just makes you like even more of a team. So, those are my tips. No, I think you know. I remember when I first got in the business, my grandfather said, you know, everyone wants to feel important, and I'll, I'll never forget. And not that I am, but he said, he said, you're important. He said, but that doesn't matter. He said, when someone comes in your office they want to feel important and you know that's that's the most important thing to a lot of people and so you know they're the most important thing out there when they're in your office when they step out of your office and another person comes in they're the most important person Mm -hmm. out there so um you know and you, you were talking about your mantra and i just i remember and i think this is very applicable but i would always tell my kids and i I even have shirts that say this, you know, if you think you're going to have a good day, you're right. If you think you're going to have a bad day, you're right. And so, you know, you might as well be happy. Yeah, I agree. Okay, are you ready to play Would You Rather again? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) would you rather have to touch a rat... Ugh, no. Or, I, 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 whatever you're going to no, say. Wait. Whatever you're going to say. If it's a rat or something else, it's something else. Or eat yogurt that is one year... Oh, yogurt. Past the expiration date. Number one, I probably do that half the time without realizing. No, nothing with rats. You know that. One year. Like, it could make you violently ill. It wouldn't matter. If it's a rat, I, again, whatever you were going to say, you could have said 
you know, lick a toilet, and I was going to choose that <laughs> over the rat. <laughs> okay. Would you rather go seven days without sleep or have to spend seven days completely alone, completely isolated, just you? Oh, the, the, the isolation. That's fine. <laughs> I, like, I like myself. I can, I can be with myself. That's not normal. <laughs> I know, I know, but I but need my you sleep. you also love I, sleep. Yeah. So if I don't much. get my 15 hours of sleep a day, we're in trouble. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being back on the show with us, and thank you to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby on Instagram and visit our website, www.beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.